us and to us together. If you would go with me to the book of Psalm, chapter number 142. Psalm 142. There will be a few scriptures that we read later on in John and also in Mark. But for right now, I felt directed for Psalm 142. This is David. This is a mascal as it is, it is given. Uh, and what this is, is it's instruction. It is a way for us to pattern ourselves, our prayer, our action after. And so that's what is written here in Psalm 142. It is David in a cave. It is David running for his life. It is the king, David. He is the one that we read of. It is the same David that has killed Goliath. It is the same David that wrestled a lion and wrestled a bear. It is the same David that we know for power and we know for might and we know for strength. It is that David that we are reading this and it is an instruction for us in distress. It is a reminder in loneliness. I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and I tell him all my troubles. When I'm overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and to help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Then I pray to you, Lord. Oh, Lord. You are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry from very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they're too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. This morning, for this week, I felt God directing me to this, to speak on this topic, on this subject, and I feel like it would be a strength to you. God knows us best. God knows us best, and with the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you on this very simple thought. Strength in loneliness. Strength in loneliness. I know we prayed and we worshiped together, and I want to specifically, if we would, put every distraction away. Sometimes it's our phone, just needed to be on silent, do not disturb, whatever that distraction may be. And if you would pray with me as we journey through the word of the Lord together, I believe that God will speak to you and to me, to us together, right where we are at. Amen. Would you pray with me? God, we're thankful today for your word. We're thankful that we have the opportunity to hold it, to read it to love it. We're thankful that we have the opportunity to study it. We're thankful that we can come together and worship together. And Lord, I pray on this Sunday morning, knowing your word stands all by itself, but you've allowed us this opportunity. I pray a special anointing and favor and blessing and understanding upon your people today. And I pray as you would anoint them, that you would anoint me, that you would remove error from my mind and from my mouth. Help me to speak what you want me to say the way, God, that it needs to be said. You see and know your people. You care and you love in a way no one else can. And today, Lord, we pray that your word would find itself in each and every individual that would be open to you. In Jesus' name we pray and we ask. In Jesus' name today. Amen. Would you shout his name this morning? 
strength in loneliness. You may be seated. It is without question. There is no doubt on this Sunday morning that you and I, that everyone under the sound of my voice has an example that comes to mind, that has a story, that has a moment, that has a season, that has a time, even maybe where you are today, where you have encountered loneliness, where you have battled, where you have struggled, where you have lived in it, where you have worked through it. The Lord has dealt with me this week for this. For those today, it was not what I thought initially, God, what you would have me to speak, but it was very clear to me that the reminder came, and it is very simple. I don't hide behind anything. I don't come with any clever ways or clever thinking, no clever approach, but simply to tell you from the very beginning that the Lord wants you to know that you are not alone. He led me to Psalm 142 as a reminder because as we hear and we see today, David, a man of valor, a man of strength, a man of authority. David, a champion, one whom songs were written about. David, a champion, one who people carried him on their shoulders and people clapped as he went by and people cheered as he walked by. It was David, that young boy that would wrestle a lion. It was David, that young boy, that would wrestle a bear. It was David that would walk up to a giant that everyone else was a coward to. And it was David that would walk and kill that giant by the help of the Lord. But it is important for you and I to know. It is important for you and I to be reminded that though we have our times and our seasons, our moments of strength, our moments of victory, Loneliness and despair comes to us all. There is a challenge that we are all approached with. Sometimes it comes after great achievement. Sometimes it comes after great loss. Sometimes it comes when there is something new. Other times it comes when you are stuck in the same thing that you have always done. Loneliness that is present. It is here that we see David taking a moment in which he gives instruction for those that have encountered such a thing. Those that are single, those that are married, those with children and those without, those that are seasoned and those that are brand new. Loneliness is something that is for us all. And David gives this instruction from the very beginning. He says, I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make my earnest plea, my supplication. As we follow the instructions that are given, I felt led to encourage someone on this Sunday morning to not just walk by casually, to not just approach casually what is shared, to not just walk by it as if it doesn't matter. But when it says, I cry out to the Lord with my voice, with my voice, to the Lord, this emphasis that is given, I need to remind you and I, the voice that God has blessed you with, the voice that God has given you, it is not only for the times of victory. It is not only for a time of shout. It is not only for a time in which things are going well. But David gives clear instructions that I cried out with my voice. Why does this matter? Well, a simple... 
just a simple example would be this. Has anybody ever been in your car and you're singing your favorite song? You notice how good you sound. Anybody sing at home? Any, any, any amazing angels at home? I see everywhere. And you start singing at home and when you're by yourself, you sound amazing. It is incredible. There's nobody like you. Nobody you are a recording artist. It might be a voice memo, but you're a recording artist. And it sounds just phenomenal. And how many of y'all take it a step further? Not only do you sing at home, but you dance at home. You got moves that we are not worthy to see. You make up moves that this world will never know. <laughs> it is the most uncoordinated moves we have ever seen, I'm sure. But to you, I look good. Everybody in your family knows you have absolutely no rhythm. But when it's you by yourself, man. God, I mean, did, did, you're struggling and there's a lot of hesitation. But did I just moonwalk? You start fitting. You, know, you put them sliding socks on. Down the hallway, nobody's home. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Running through, slide, just feeling whatever you got close to you, just start singing. And to you, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Now, when other people get around, it's like, well, you know what I mean? I'm dignified. You got self-respect. But when you're by yourself and uh, you're just singing and you're just dancing. But have you ever noticed that we are a little bit timid when it comes to letting that side out to the things of God that maybe we are bothered with. I can sing and I can dance and I can, I can do all that alone and, and, and I'm going to have a great time. But David shares something right here. He says, I cried out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice, I cried out to the Lord. And what I felt like God was wanting us just to highlight for just a moment, he said, there are people that are going through things in their life right now they are lonely in where they have found themselves. Maybe there are people that surround them, but they're lonely. Maybe there are people that they are surrounded by and with, but they are still lonely. Maybe they're single, maybe they're married, but they are still lonely. And they're battling this because they feel alone. They feel disconnected. They feel as if there's no purpose. They feel as if there's no plan. They don't feel like they are engaged in anything of value. But remind them of what it says. I cried out with my voice. He is saying on this Sunday morning that you don't ever have to be timid. That you don't ever have to be shy. That you don't ever have to be hesitant with the things that you are dealing with and that you are going through. That if you would use the same voice that you shout for victory with and you would begin to apply that in your personal time with God about the things that are not going well. This may sound elementary, but I want to try to help somebody today. In the loneliness, in the difficult times, we are so quick to keep it inside. We are so quick to just shut it up, hold it deep inside, and deal with it within. Knowing that really we're not dealing with it, we're just kind of putting it off. But David has given us valuable instruction in this. He says, I cried out to the Lord with my voice. In verse number two, I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him and tell him all my troubles. 
Nobody pours anything on accident. If you pour, it is with intention. And everybody in here knows, every one of us, you've walked to the refrigerator at some point. Thirsty. And you take that whatever it is, that water, that orange juice, whatever it is, and you begin to pour that out. It is with intention. Things may spill, but nothing will come out if you don't intentionally pour it. What am I saying? He's, this is instruction. As I'm working through loneliness, as I'm walking through difficulty, as I'm walking through despair in this season, in this time of your life, he's given us this instruction. I cry to the Lord with my voice, but I don't just stop there. I pour it out. Why does this matter? Because you don't have to hold on to the things that you are battling. Because you don't have to keep it within you. You don't have to keep that within. God is showing us on this Sunday morning that if you would learn to cry out to me with your voice, if you would learn to pour out to me what is going on in your life, here's what we do. It's easy to take our complaints to friends, to family, and thank God you have people in your life like that. However, that's not where it changes. God is showing us, he said, if you pour it out to me, that is where I begin to work. Because what begins to happen, God is not needing this for him to find out. God is already aware. God is already mindful. But when you begin to pour it out, you begin to realize what's going on on the inside of your life. I want to help somebody today. You're going through some difficulties. You're going through some lonely times and you feel isolated. You feel like you're by yourself. A part of this getting through it, a part of finding strength in it is learning that it is okay for me to start crying out to God with everything that I had. I can sing by myself. Hear me for just a minute. I can sing and dance and I can laugh about that jumping through my home. But when's the last time I shut the doors? When's the last time I put everything else's side and said God today I'm just crying out to you today I'm giving you the frustration today I'm pouring out my faults today I'm giving you the difficulty today I'm not going to complain about it today I'm not going to look online to find who sympathizes with me on Instagram no I'm not looking for another blog I'm not looking for another YouTube video no what I'm going to do is pour out my troubles to you I'm going to get with you in your presence and I'm going to start dealing with some things I'm trying to help somebody today going through lonely times going through difficult moments but what happens is we keep that on the inside and David shows us he says I pour out my complaint before him I declare before him my troubles you don't I want to say this as simple as it may sound you don't have to apologize for sharing with God your feelings you don't have, why am I saying this? Because there's somebody that's walking through something alone. You're in this by yourself. It might be you as a single adult. It might be you in your marriage. And even though you're married, you feel alone. You feel isolated. You feel no connection. You feel no purpose. You don't feel like there's anything happening and growing and taking place. And God is showing us on this Sunday morning, there's some things that I want to work with you on. You don't have to hide those feelings. You don't have to bottle up those things. You need to learn to come to me with those. Because as you come to me, it's going to reveal some things about you that I will help you with. 
that I will deal with you on. David is here because God has always, God has always looked for the lonely. Because no one could understand loneliness like he does. No one would know what loneliness is like he did. Can you imagine Jesus for just a moment? Just a simple example. Jesus as a child. Think about it for just a minute. He was different. All the other kids running. All the other kids playing. Hey, we're going to play hide and seek, but Jesus can't play. He knows where everybody's at. <laughs> Lonely. Can you imagine? Jesus is there and Joseph. Can you imagine trying to parent Jesus? Joseph is there and he's like, all right, son, what you want to do? He's like, I know. Looking right in his eyes, I know. Can you imagine trying to give, give Jesus a, a lecture? Well, this is what you need to do, sir. Joseph, I know. You can imagine, just different, different all throughout, different, wanted and miracles and signs and wonders, lonely. He would often go away because he needed it, because it was necessary. But you can imagine no one understood loneliness like the one that was nailed to the cross. No one understood loneliness like the one that knew what it was to have a crown of thorns crushed through his skull. Nobody understood loneliness like it was the one that was pierced in his side. No one understood loneliness like he. And so he looks and he looks and he looks for those sitting in church on Sunday morning. For those watching online on Sunday morning that have found themselves in a lonely place. For those that have found themselves, and here he is, listening to David. And David says this, when my spirit was overwhelmed with me, these instructions are given. When I feel like what I'm going through has too much weight. On this Sunday morning when I feel like I should have victory, but I feel overwhelmed and there's so much going on in my life. I don't know which way to go, but, but you alone know the way I should turn. On this Sunday morning, the encouragement that God gives to somebody that is lonely, to somebody that is battling today. I know the way that you should go. And you today are not in this by yourself. The, 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 the snares that are out against me, God. The people that are after me. I look on my right and I see there's nobody there. This is where David was and maybe somebody can, can, can feel this. Because maybe it's something you have felt. I looked and nobody's there. Verse number four. I look for someone to come and help me, but nobody gives me a passing thought. Has anybody ever felt like that in your life? You don't have to raise your hand, but as you're walking and going through certain seasons, you feel like nobody's there. Nobody gives me a thought. Nobody's there to help me. Nobody cares what happens to me. Yet God is listening. Yet God is close. And little did David know and understand through the difficulties and through the caves. But every emotion that he has encountered is also an invitation for a greater relationship with his creator. Can I say this to somebody today? Every emotion and every situation that is encountered is also an invitation to a greater relationship with God. We don't sense that in victory often because we're at a high. Because things are well. I don't have need of that. When, I'm, when things are going well and everything is great, I don't have need of that. So we don't sense, we don't, we don't reply to that invitation. 
But it's when difficulty comes, then we're reminded, I need you. I need to be closer to you. But what we see is that every emotion, every scenario, every situation is an invitation on Sunday morning for you and I to realize that God could this be that this is an opportunity for you and I to grow closer? Because when I look and nobody's giving me a thought, I look towards a God that has thought about me before I ever was. When I look and it doesn't feel like anybody's there to help me, I am reminded that before I was, there was a God that had a plan for me. When I feel like nobody else is going to be there for me, I'm reminded there is a God. There is one that loves me. There is one that's going to stick closer to me than anybody else. There's going to be one that I can lean on. There's going to be one that I can hold to. It's an invitation for you and I. And we see this. How does God treat it for those that are lonely? Look in John chapter number 5 and verse number 5. John 5 and 5. The Bible speaks of the pool of Bethesda where once a year at a certain time the angel would stir the waters and the first to get in the water was miraculously healed and people would line up. They would have scenarios and situations, sicknesses and diseases and they would be ready so that when the waters were troubled they could be the first in so that they could be healed. The Bible says in John 5 and 5, one of the men lying there had been sick 38 years. 38 years he worked through this situation. 38 years he battled with this. When Jesus saw him, who does Jesus approach? Those that are sick. Those that are having despair and in distress. And Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? Can I pause for just a moment and tell you that you are never overlooked by God? May I remind somebody on Sunday morning, whatever it is that you are faced with, whatever it is that you are going through, that God does not dismiss your condition. God does not dismiss your issue. God is not looking for somebody more important. God is not looking for somebody that has greater value. God is looking right at you today. Verse number seven, I, I can't, sir. I would love to be healed, but I can't. Why? For I have no one to put me in the pool. When the water bubbles up, someone always gets there ahead of me. If I could say it like this, instead of for I have no one, for I'm lonely. I have nobody to rely on. I have nobody that I can count on. I have nobody that would make it happen for me. It's just me today. It's just me and my condition. Speaking to somebody on this Sunday morning, I have no one. Loss has visited me. I have no one. Situations have separated me. I have no one. Difficulty has met me. And I have no one. But Jesus still speaks in a lonely situation. And this is what he says. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Though you feel as if you have no one, Jesus shows him in verse number 8, you have me. 
The man that was sick for 38 years didn't even consider that. All he was focused on, Brother Dana, was the fact that he had nobody in his life. The only thing that he knew, Jerry, was that nobody else was there that he could count on. There wasn't anybody else, and he was looking for somebody else that would walk up to him. He was looking for somebody that would come and pat him on the back. He was looking for somebody that would hold up his arms. But little did he know that he had the King of Kings, the Creator, the Savior, the Lord, that walks up to him and says... I know you don't have anybody else, but if I can show you today, you have me. If I can show you today that in your situation, as difficult as it is, that in the separation that you've gone through and you feel all by yourself, that through the loss that you have encountered, you feel like nobody is for you. Through the drama in your relationships, you feel as if you are isolated and nobody cares. Can I remind you on Sunday that though it's not an arm, though it's nobody patting you on the back, can I remind you that you have me? Can I tell you when those that your age and your peers may not be present, when call, the calls are not coming and the text messages are not coming in to check on you, when you're going through difficult situations and you're going through lonely moments, can I tell you when there's trouble in your marriage and there's drama in your home can I tell you when there's things going on in your finances and you don't know how things are going to turn out and you don't understand what's taking place in your life and why God has allowed you to walk through the season that you are walking in you are looking for somebody else but God on this Sunday morning is saying you have me God is walking up on this Sunday morning to remind someone that you have me Mark chapter, Mark chapter number one and verse number 40. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus. I won't be much longer. A man with leprosy, one that was isolated, one that was cast out, one that knew what it was to be lonely, one that knew what it was to be talked about, one that knew what it was to not fit in, one that knew what it was to sit in silence and darkness and say, what is going on with my life? What purpose is there? A man with leprosy that understood that well comes and kneels in front of Jesus begging to be healed. He wasn't supposed to be close to anybody. He was, they were not allowed, those with leprosy were not allowed to be close, but he comes desperate. He comes begging to Jesus and he says, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. What does Jesus respond to somebody that is lonely? What is Jesus' response to someone that is going through a moments and seasons and difficult scenarios and situations? Say, so if you're willing, Jesus moved with compassion. Jesus reached out and touched him. Can we pause for just a moment before we read the rest? And we will. A man with leprosy, a man who could not get close to anybody else. A man whose issues and troubles had, had come upon him in such a way that he could not have the crowds and the people. He could not have the family. He could not have the understandings of others. He could not have those conversations. But here he is. And Jesus, without hesitation, moved with compassion, reaches out and touches him. We know Instantly, that makes Jesus unclean, but it doesn't stop him. The God that you and I serve, I want to say this with respect and honor, without question, 
almighty, all powerful, all authority, all dominion is his. But sometimes I feel in our situations that we limit God to only being that mighty and that strong and that all powerful without having an understanding of where we are. And we see Jesus moved with compassion. There are some that walked into church today or listening today that you feel like the only thing you're greeted by is his judgment, his zeal, what he doesn't want, what I can't do, what might strike me down, what, 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 what might he not want? And what, I, I have this relationship with God as if, as if no, I, he's, not, he's not accessible and I can't get close. But that is not the God that we see in this Bible. We don't see a God that looks at the condition and says, you're not good enough. We don't look at a God that looks at the parent, that single parent, that father, that mother. We don't serve a God that looks at the individual that is struggling today, that has walked and barely made it today through loneliness. You just happen to be present on this Sunday morning. He doesn't look at you and say, you've got a lot, you've got to get right. And then maybe I'll do something with your life. No. You don't see a God that looks at the man with leprosy and says, get off of me. I want nothing to do with your sickness. You and I don't serve a God that looks at him and says, how dare you touch me with what you have? How dare you get close to me when everybody knows what your struggle is? No. We don't serve a God that looks at a father who's been struggling and says, you're so far from what you should be. Don't even come close. That's not the God we serve. It's not a God that looks at the situation that says, you, you troubled young man. You, with the issues that go on and on mentally and emotionally, you can't get close to me. That's not the God we serve. If I can speak to the women and the mothers here today, if I can speak to you for just a moment here in your heart, that care, that nurturing that is inside of you, that desire to do things for you as an individual or you as a family and you as your children, you carry and you feel a different weight than the way that your husband would think about it or than the way if you're single than the way that a man would think about it. You care more about it in a different way. Maybe you have a, a different picture and you feel the weight of things that are heavy and you feel lonely on Sunday morning and that loneliness, if you're not careful, it turns to guilt and it turns to shame because you don't feel connected to God. But you think he doesn't want anything to do with you. Sir, you think that you're so far from being the husband you need to be or being the man that you need to be as a single person, single adult. You feel like God is too far, but God on this Sunday morning is showing you and I, I don't run from you. I don't hide from you. I'm not scared of your leprosy. I'm not worried about your uncleanness. I'm not worried about your status that others are worried about. I'm moved with compassion to give strength in your loneliness. Nobody understands me, God. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows. Nobody may know, but you have me. Nobody may understand and maybe what you're feeling and going through is deep and painful. But on this Sunday morning, 
I'm reminded of a Jesus that is moved with compassion. That when a gentleman would come to him unclean, when a gentleman would come to him dirty, when a gentleman would come to him not having anything right, not having anything the way it was supposed to be, Jesus doesn't withdraw himself. Jesus doesn't back up. Jesus doesn't say, no, 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 no. Come on a Sunday when you can get it together. Come on a Sunday when you prayed more. Come on a Sunday when you're living right. No, 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 no. Move with compassion. Jesus reaches out. Please don't miss this. The man with leprosy comes to Jesus and he's begging, but he never touches him. You know who touches? It's Jesus. The man with leprosy comes and reaches out to him, begging, begging. But it's Jesus that actually makes the initial contact that says, where you are, allow me to minister. Where you are, allow me to touch. Jesus reaches out. And touched him. This is what he says. I am willing. Be healed. On this Sunday morning. Whatever it is that you're faced with. Whatever it is that you are carrying. Whatever it is that you are going through. That you feel is too much. That you feel it's too deep. It's too dark. You got to understand. David was writing this in Psalm 142 from a cave. A dark place. But when I'm overwhelmed, I'm reminded, you know my way. When I'm battling through it, you know my way. And this man with leprosy is begging Jesus, and Jesus reaches out and he touches him. He said, I will. I will go where you need me to go. I will be what you need me to be. He says, be healed. You're not too far from me. Can I speak to somebody that feels distant from God? You're not too far from him. Can I speak to a situation that feels so distant? You're not too far from him. The enemy will tell you, you're too far gone. There's no way you can get close. You've got leprosy. You've got sin. You've got circumstances. You've got situations. You've got issues. And God says, I will. I'll heal you. I'll work with you. I'll show up in your situation. Would you stand with me this morning? He says, I will. It's not something you need to run from. It's not something you need to hide from. But on this Sunday, as simple as it may be, God is reminding that you are not in this alone, that you are not by yourself. I know it may not be present with people. I know it may not be present with family and friends, and there's no fanfare. But here today, there's a God that has come to remind you and remind me that he is coming to bring strength in your loneliness. That he is, why would we take time? Because God knows there's transformation that is going to be taking place in the lives of individuals that are here today. There are changes that you're making. There are promises that you've kept. There are things that you've been doing in prayer and in fasting. You say, God, I want more of you. God, I want to do this. God, I want to do that. And God knows with that comes loneliness, but I want you to know you're not by yourself. With the changes that you're making, you're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel like there's some distance, but I need you to know right now on this Sunday morning that you're not alone. You're not by yourself, that you have me, that I'm with you, that I will touch you, that I will heal you, that I will be there for you, that I, that I will be what you need me to be, that nobody else can be. Many times in our situations and in our scenarios, whatever those may be, we are looking for others, but we're not looking for Him. And if we would change our perspective to look to Him, 
we would be reminded that we are not alone and we are not by ourselves. This is why the word of the Lord and getting into the presence of God is so important because have you ever noticed how isolated, and this is, again, this isn't harsh, this is just the reality that we all live and have, have, have worked with and worked through. When you don't get into the word of God, when you're not spending time in his presence, you feel so distant. You feel so far from God. And notice with that will come loneliness. With that will come despair. With that comes, you're stressed out more. You're more frustrated. You're more anxious. You're depressed about things. But when you get into the word of God, I'm shifting my perspective. I'm not looking for people right now. I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm thankful, but I'm not looking for people. I'm looking for him. And if I get into the word of God and I get into the presence of God, even when I'm alone, nobody's with me. I'm not by myself. He's for me. He goes before me. He is with me. And that's why you can have the confidence in any scenario, in any situation, in anything you're going through. How, how do you walk like that? How do you go about it? Because I know I'm not alone. How do you know that? Because I've been in his word, because I've been in his presence, because he's reminded me, I will. God, I'm unclean. I'm aware of that, but I still touch you. God, I've got things in my life I'm not proud of. I'm aware, but I'll still reach out to you. I, I'm here to make a difference in your life. And what's beautiful and what we see in that story, in that very very same chapter, the same man that Jesus healed with leprosy, he goes everywhere and starts telling everybody, when you realize that what God will do for you, what God will do for you, it's not limited. There's no boundaries to it. It will go to anybody else that is open to it. And today, you may not realize it because you're just working on what you're working on right now. But God will give you a healing. God will give you a deliverance that could go literally across the world and make a difference in somebody else's life. But you just happen to be responsive today. It's a beautiful thing, but it's how God works. There's no one that is out of reach. There is no one that has, is out of touch. This Sunday morning, if you would be so kind, you can close your eyes, you can bow your head, however you're comfortable praying. Lord, you see every name. You know every person. God, I could never share it and say it good enough. I don't have the ability. But God, your spirit is what speaks today. You speak to the lonely heart. You speak to the lonely mind. You speak to those in distress. You speak to those, dear God, that are brand new, those that have been in this a long time, those that are struggling, those that are victorious, those here today, God, that are going through things that are nobody else's business but you and them. And Lord, today I pray that your word would resonate to them, that they would be reminded that they are not far from you and you are not far from them. That God, their condition, their issue, their issue, their situation is not something, God, that they need to be embarrassed about, but it's something that you are waiting for them to share with you and to you today. That God, there are some that are so full of things within them, they thought that they had to hold on to that. But David's words in verse number two, that I will pour out. I will pour out my troubled thoughts. I will pour out my emotions. I will pour out my complaints. I will give you what has been filling my mind and what has been filling my life. That God, they would be reminded 
they don't have to carry it, that they don't have to walk around with that full cup, if you would. They don't have to walk around holding those full emotions that you are willing that you are looking God the same way you would with the man that had no one. You have me. I'm here to speak to your situation. I am here to give life, to give hope, to give strength. Let it be so today on this Sunday morning, God, that your word is received, that it is applied, that lives be changed today. God, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, in ways that go beyond what anybody else knows, in ways that go beyond what anybody else sees, but you are mindful of. We ask this today in the name of Jesus. As we begin to play, as we begin to sing, I ask you today, would you take steps to a God that is moving towards you? Would you take steps towards a God that says, I will? Would you take steps towards a God that says, pick up your pen and walk? I don't have anybody. He says, you have me. Be healed. When it doesn't look like there's anybody, God, and it doesn't look like anybody gives a passing thought, nobody gives any, any idea of where I am. Oh, I'm not overwhelmed today after I am reminded that you know my way that you know the way I should walk, that you see every step. You know every adult, every young person. You know every issue that they've been struggling with, God, emotionally, mentally. You know the weight that that mother has carried, the weight that that woman has carried. You know, God, the thoughts that that man has had, that that father has battled with. You know the struggle here, the addiction there. You are well aware. And here on this Sunday morning, you give strength and loneliness. You give strength where they've been disconnected. You give strength where they've been isolated. You give strength today in their situation, in that marriage, in that family. You see that. You know it. You know it. It's not hidden from you, but today we're encouraged. Today we're strengthened by your presence and your power. Today, God, someone will be baptized in your saving name, filled with your spirit for the first time and renewed. Why? Because you're here. Because you're a strength. Because you're a help. That's it. You don't have to be embarrassed. You're visiting here today. You can lift your hands. Go ahead. You can let God minister to you right where you are. Whether you've been in here every service, this is your first time or you're a long time saint of God at Revival Church. God is a strength to you today. God is a strength to you. There's some changes you're making. There's some situations that have taken place. He's aware. He knows about the separation. He knows about the difficult circumstance. He knows about those things that you've been walking through. I felt alone. And maybe it wasn't a friend or a family member, but it is Almighty God that has slipped in again that has walked in to remind you you're not by yourself, Chris. You're not by yourself. Hallelujah.